Entrepreneur on Fire 739. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. As entrepreneurs, we work incredibly hard to create amazing content. Don't risk it all being lost because you don't have it backed up. Backblaze Online Backup can help. Listeners can get a free trial at backblaze.com slash fire. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 900,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Scott Jordan. Scott, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. In 2000, Scott created Scotty Vest to solve a common and growing problem. He loves gadgets, but there is no easy way to carry, organize, access, and protect them while he travels. Enter Scotty Vest, a full line of tech-enabled multi-pocket clothing for men and women that helps keep you organized, safe from pickpockets, and always connected to your tech. Scott, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute and share a little bit about you personally and then expound upon your biz. I'm turning 50 and I'm living the dream. I've, I've been doing this now for 13 years. I quit practicing law to form my own company, uh, Scotty Vest, built out of my own desire to find a way to carry all my devices and not look like a dork uh, doing so. So came up with this concept of Scotty Vest and really uh, been at it ever since. And we've grown to, we're doing over $12 million a year and Inc.'s fastest growing company now for three years in a row. And I'm, I'm living in Sun Valley, Idaho, and have a, a great group of people here. It's been quite a journey, though. I mean, it, it hasn't been easy the entire time. So it's, you got to have the right mindset to get into to this. And I've just written my first book. Yes. And I'm super psyched to talk about that, too. That'll be a blast. And wow, do I resonate with the problem that you are having. And this is something I actually haven't talked about ever on Entrepreneur on Fire, but back in my commercial real estate days, when I had to wear a suit to work every single day, I hated having to have all my gadgets bulging out of my pockets and my suit coats and take off my suit coat and leave it behind if I had to go to a meeting. So it was just a mess. And so I started wearing a Merce, <laughs> a men's purse. And let me tell you, I thought it was cool because it was leather and it looks kind of manly. But Scott, it was 2011, but no, it was still not accepted in our given age. And people gave me a lot of crap about it. And I finally had to stop wearing my Merce, even though I loved it because I kept everything in one place. And wow, I just wish that I had known about Scotty Vest because it just answers all of those problems <laughs> right there. And we're going to dive in to even more of that pretty quickly here, Scott. But before we do, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. So my favorite quote is a a rendition from my favorite movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You might remember the sound of this, but I have a little take on it. The quote is, my quote, life moves pretty fast. If you stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. The actual quote is, if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I move quickly. My, My One of the things that defines me 
and, you know, and in my book, I write a lot about this is whatever's worth doing is worth doing fast. I'm like a bulldozer on rocket fuel. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons why we've been able to accomplish so much is, is by condensing things into smaller time periods so you can a- attach your focus to those things. I hope that makes sense. It makes total sense to me, Scott. I don't know if you really resonate with this as much as I do, but it's called Parkinson's Law, that tasks will expand to the time that you allot them. And so for me, I know, and when I was going all the way back to my days as an officer in the Army, I knew that if I set four hours for training, it would take us four hours to do. But if I set that same training for two hours, guess what? We'd get it done in two hours. And that's all about Parkinson's Law. Your mind goes into a different gear when you set parameters around what you're doing. Does that jive with you? That exactly jives with me. When we were trying to implement an ERP system, they said it takes six months to do or a year to do I said, no, we have two months to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and, and, and I thought it could have been done quicker than that. And sure enough, we did. You know, so you, if you, I, I would encourage everyone listening to this to understand that, that you set the time that you think it should take. And then I would take half of that time and then, you know, force every, everyone, you know, that you're working with to work under that deadline. Scott, we are brothers from another mother, my friends. When I launched Entrepreneur on Fire over 740 episodes ago, what did I say? I said, I'm going to do a seven day a week podcast. People said, John, there's not enough time in the week to do a seven day a week podcast. And Scott, I knew if I set the parameters, not only could I do a seven day a week podcast in a week, I do it one day a week. Eight back-to-back interviews I have on my studio days. You're number two of eight today, and it's my favorite day of the week. People say, how can you do it? I'm like, I'm talking to people like Scott Jordan. How can I not do it? It's a blast. And Scott, I love that, setting the tone for the rest of this interview. And let's go back. You've had a lot of success in your life, but as you know, as I know, as every true entrepreneur knows, failures come before success, after success. It's part of the journey that we're on. So talk to us about a time that you, Scott Jordan, failed or struggled or faced a massive obstacle. But really tell that story, Scott. Take us to that moment in time and then let's analyze your lessons learned. This is really hard for me, John, because honestly, I have failed so many times. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's important. What I've learned is to fail fast and get over it and move on. You know, one of the failures that I thought about for this particular question, that you know, it's probably the biggest failure, is when I started Scotty Vast. Uh, it was 2000. The internet was sort of just getting off the ground, if you will, especially for e-commerce. And I thought the only way I could sell clothing was through Hammaker Schlemmer and Sharper Images and catalogs like that. So I approached Hammerker Slemmer and I was really thrilled about the opportunity and met with the buyer and, and he loved it. And, uh, and I was really excited about the opportunity. And he said, well, it's going to be in all our stores and everything else. And, and the guy sends me a contract. I wrote back and I wrote back and I didn't hear from him at all. And I, I started buying a whole bunch of inventory and in reliance on Hammerker Schlemmer and, uh, for, the, for the holidays. And the deal fell through. And, and the failure prompted me to find another way to sell products. And that's when I started to take pre-orders for my product and, and literally became the first clothing company to start on the Internet. And that's how it all started. I mean, so I I tried to turn it around, but it was devastating to me at that time. So what I love about this, and I think it's going to be so powerful for Fire Nation, is that every success is built 
off of a prior failure. And I mean, Scott, look back. What do you think your business would look like right now if they had come through and you had just continued that mindset, that way of thinking that the best way for me to sell is through these magazines, through these other companies? I mean, what, what do you think your business would look like now as opposed to what it does today? Uh, much smaller, much more dependent on resellers. 95% of our business is direct to consumer, which is a beautiful market, you know, a beautiful distribution model enables me to control the relationship I have with my customers. Obviously the margins are incredible because there's not a middleman. Um, it would have been a much different world. I, I honestly, e-commerce enabled my site as a bit of an afterthought, I, you know, my website developer said, "Hey, you know, we can we can plug it in, and you know, before long, you can take orders online." And I was like, "Orders online? Who's doing that?" <laughs> I, I, just, I just want a brochure website, you know, and uh, and sure enough, that's that that's how how it all came to fruition. It would have been a different world. I, I would have been, you know, going to all these trade shows, and as it stands right now, I go to consumer based trade shows to meet my customers, you know, individual customers, but I don't have to. I don't have to rely on, you know, major accounts, you know, uh, who, uh, you know, are subject to the whims of their own customers and are difficult to deal with. So. so, Scott, what I'm taking out of this is that within every struggle, within every obstacle, challenge, and specifically failure that we encounter as entrepreneurs, instead of letting it us just crush us and devastate us and just kind of mince us up, we should instead be looking for, well, what ways can I adjust, pivot, iterate in a new direction to maybe learn something new about a market that I may not even know about today? I mean, that's my huge takeaway from your experience. What would be the one thing that you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to walk away with from that point in your life? You got to fail fast. You, you have to get over it and look at the positives and try to figure out exactly what you said. Pivot. See where the opportunities are. I learn more from failing than I do from succeeding, you know, and that's the most important thing because you you learn what not to do again and what to do, you know, as a result of having failed. No, I love that. And I actually just got done reading this really cool book. The title kind of intrigued me, How I Lost a Million Dollars in the Stock Market. And the major theme of this book, which was of a guy written back in the 60s or 70s, so when a million dollars was a lot of money, not that it's not now, but it was a ton then. He was just convinced that, hey, the reason why I lost all this money is because I went from success to success to success. I never had failures to learn from. I thought, you know, that my crap didn't stink. I thought that I was invincible. And because of that, I was always setting myself for a massive fall. So it's, it's actually healthy to fail, Fire Nation. It's healthy to face obstacles and challenges because it's going to make you anti-fragile. And Scott, now I want to go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about another story. And again, I really want you to take us there. Take us to the moment when you had an aha moment, an epiphany, a light bulb that went off. And what specific steps did you take once you had that idea to turn it into success? Yeah, I think the first aha moment was coming up with the idea for Scotty Vest. And, you know, I was a lawyer and commuting from New Jersey to Chicago in an internet startup company in a business casual environment and carrying around all my devices that at the time it was a CD player and a, a, a StarTech Motorola phone and, you know, a digital camera and all these things. And, and I was struggling with a way to carry it all. And I was on a hike with my wife one day and walking out the door and handing her one device after another. 
And she says, I'm not your personal Sherpa. Why don't you, you're looking for something to do. You <laughs> hate practicing law. Why don't you invent something to carry your own stuff? Wow. And that was the spark that, that started Scotty Vest. I, you know, and I mean, the steps I, that, that went after that, I thought it was, you know, I started talking to other people and realizing that other people had these issues. You know, the man purse that you described. Yeah. Uh, I I have pictures of me pre-Scotty vest and the ugliest version of fanny packs wherever I traveled, yeah. <laughs> wherever I went. I, I had to carry the stuff. So um, I just said that there must be something to it. And, you know, ideas are a dime a dozen. You got to get off your ass and execute. And that's what I did. I I hired a clothing designer but before i did that i actually tried to do it myself design clothing and there's a lot more to it than you would otherwise think especially with something as complicated as what we're doing and um that's my aha moment that's 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 what changed fundamentally my life is taking that idea and, and executing on it so there's a lot of things i love throughout that story right there first off i just love the fact that your wife looked at you and said yo Bro, I'm not your personal Sherpa. I mean, that is number one. That's hysterical. Uh, number two, that, that phrase, Fire Nation, it's so undervalued. Execute. So many people are just posting about great ideas in Facebook and Google Plus and Instagram. Like, look at this great idea. No, but who's executing? Who's actually executing? And there's a great quote to kind of continue on the Sherpa theme by Gandhi. Be the change you want to see in the world. And, you know, if Scott had just kept complaining about it and handing his wife these gadgets, you know, that could have been where it ended. But instead, he decided to be that change that he wanted to see in the world and create Scott E. Vest. And that's gone on to some really cool things. And I mean, that's the exact same thing for me, Scott. I was complaining every single day as I was driving to work. Why am I keep running? Why do I keep running out of podcasts? Why do these great hosts with these great interviews only have one a week? I mean, I drive to work five days a week. I'm going to the gym four or five days a week. I want to be listening to great content every single day. And finally, I said, why do I just stop complaining and start executing and creating? So Fire Nation, that's my biggest takeaway from what Scott's aha moment was from his epiphany. Scott, what's the one thing that you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to walk away with from your aha moment? You know, I, I think that entrepreneurs are always looking for that perfect idea, the idea that no one has ever thought of. And then they're always worried, myself included, I got to patent it to make sure that no one competes with this special idea. No, you know, just come up with an idea that someone's doing, but do it better, execute on it better. You know, start, you know, start doing it. You know, don't wait. There's nothing keeping you from, from being successful. You just have to get off your butt and really get to it. I mean, Scott, you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Every single day I get an email from somebody that says, John, I had this perfect idea and then I Googled it and somebody's already doing it. Ho-hum, back to the drawing board. And I'm like, well, wait a second. If you're passionate about this idea and you have some, some skills and expertise in this idea, if you can bring something of value to this world with this idea then you should get excited right now because that is proof of concept. That means that somebody's out there doing it, creating a viable business off of your idea, which is amazing. Now do it differently. Add your USP, that unique selling proposition. And then of course, add your personality. I mean, Scott, nobody could have created Scott E. Vest like you did because you added your personality in there and you did it differently and you added your USP. I mean, that is a major takeaway. Does that jive with you? 
Absolutely. And, and in my case, I was really worried about the, the patent protection. We actually do have a patent on the incorporation of wires and clothing. And I can tell you, John, I invested so much money and time and real estate on my website talking about this patent and saying how I'll enforce it if you dare copy me. And, you know, I wish I could have all that time back and, and, and been focusing on solely, you know, the other stuff, the branding, what makes the quality of the product, you know, where it is. It, you know, it was it, looking back on it is kind of a waste, I, you know, uh, that all the time associated with it. So, yeah, you know, get out there and execute on your idea. Don't worry so much about like the intellectual property of it. And if anyone else else is doing it capture market share do it better and be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing i love that phrase you just used you know i mean fire nation we waste so many time so much time so much effort on the stuff that doesn't end up mattering at all. And Scott, I mean, if you had just spent all that time creating a better quality product, getting it out there, putting all that energy into just capturing more market share, you know, we have this big this big terror in our mind that people are just going to drop everything that they're doing and go after your idea if it works. And the reality is, hey, people don't execute. People don't take action. Scott took action. He had first mover's advantage. And if he could have just focused on that, you know, great things could have even come at a quicker pace than they have already and great things have come. But Scott, and you have to correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a really long time since I saw the specific episode, but didn't the sharks on Shark Tank, weren't they pretty hung up on the fact that you did or did not have a patent? How did that play out? Oh, yeah. No, it was one of the most controversial episodes on Shark Tank yeah. ever. Mark Cuban and I uh, got into it, uh, battled with them. And, uh, you know, every entrepreneur who ever gets on that show, one of the first questions they always ask, you know, do you have a patent? And and more often than not, the entrepreneurs say patent pending. And, and then the question goes away. In my case, I actually had a patent. It was, it was tested. It was enforced. It was reissued. It was litigated. And Mark Cuban just said, that's utter crap how can you have a patent on uh, wires and clothing it's just a hole in a pocket and I, I and you know rivets for levi's and jeans the only reason levi's is what it is today is because you know in 1898 they came up with this concept of inventing a rivet to make your jeans sturdier so a lot of people have a difficult time understanding that patents do apply to clothing and they were important to my business uh when i f- first started forming and in fact technology enabled clothing you know, is a subsidiary of my business that's just based upon the patent. In fact, I thought when I first started this business, that's all I would do is have licenses to other clothing oh. companies. And, and, and while I was waiting for other clothing companies to sign on, and when my patent takes seven years to issue, I formed Scotty Vest as a proof of concept. And so I went on Shark Tank and I couldn't say the word Scotty Vest because the producers get 5% of all the companies that go on, that, that are presented. So I, I presented the other company, Technology Enabled Clothing, instead. So Wow, that's a fun fact. I never knew that about producers getting 5% of a company if they get to share the name of it. It's not only that they share the name, if you, if you present that company on Shark Tank up until a year ago, Mark Cuban insisted that they change the rules. So um, it's it's 5% or 2% of the profits. It's a complicated structure. It's buried deep in page 42 of their agreements. So uh, up until recently, every entrepreneur that goes on Shark Tank gave 5% of their business to the producers, whether a deal is done or not, in exchange for the publicity that you get. Wow. 
Fascinating stuff, Scott. So I want to change the, the focus right now and put the spotlight back on you and Scott E. Vest right now. And you've had a lot of proud, proud moments. What would you say is your proudest entrepreneurial moment to date? I'm a huge fan of Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, ever since I was a kid. Uh, and I found out he was a customer of Scotty Vest. Uh, he actually placed an order, and my wife was checking the orders and said, Scott, you won't believe this. Steve Wozniak just placed an order. And I replied <sighs> immediately saying, you know, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. Thanks so much for buying. He says, oh, it's a great accessory for an iPod. I said, can I use it on my website? And she said, sure. So we started this back and forth communication uh, as a result of that. And in in fact, this email friendship, if you will, uh, as a result of that. And I appeared on Donnie Deutsch's old show, The Big Idea, on CNBC. And Waz saw that show and he wrote me the most amazing email. He actually sat at his computer, two paragraph, and he actually said that he admired me and how proud he was of me. John, I cried like a baby. <laughs> and was like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I cried. Here's a man that was my idol growing up and has achieved all these great things. And I was flying high for days knowing that this guy is sitting at his computer typing a message that he admires me. I framed that. It's on my wall. And uh, it's just, and I wrote about a whole chapter in my book about my relationship with Steve Wozniak. And I'm blessed because he, he wrote the foreword for, for my book and he remains a friend of mine. So, wow, that's an incredibly proud, proud moments. And Steve Wozniak wrote the foreword to your book, which Scott is an incredible segue to our next topic, what you have going on right now in this world that just has you fired up. Yeah, I could not be more excited. I, I, I wrote a book. I, you know, I, I wrote a book. It's it's unbelievable experience having done so. It's called Pocket Man, of course. I make clothing with lots of pockets. and uh, I'm and, sensing a theme song here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about doing a contest and, and crowdsourcing the, the parody of Pocket Man. Um, uh, it's a completely new adventure for me. I don't know where it's going to take me. I mean, you know, based upon all the feedback we've had from Waz and Guy Kawasaki and Robert Scoble, even Herbie Hancock wrote, wrote, wrote a blurb for it, who happens to be a friend as a result of Scotty Vass. I, I, I think it's going to be huge and fundamentally change, change everything. I mean, I really do. I, I, it's got a lot of common sense advice and about my journey. I've done some things really outside the box. Uh, I, I use technology in unusual ways that I think will enable people. You're running a, a, a $12 million business with 15 full-time people in Sun Valley, Idaho. And, and you know, you know it, so, and how I did that and my journey and everything along with it. So I'm probably going to get out there and do some speaking and, 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 and I'm already starting my next book. You know? Nice. So, um, it wasn't as hard to do as I thought it was. Beginning to end, it was about seven weeks. Wow. And this is going to fundamentally shift business and entrepreneurship as we know it, Fire Nation. Pocket Man will have a linked up on the website. Cool stuff coming. And Scott, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without a clear direction. This leads to you and your designer continuously spinning your wheels, frustrated but hoping eventually you'll land on a design that you like. 99designs has helped thousands of businesses around the world get designs that communicate their unique brands. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one. Crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design. And at 99designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 99designs.com slash fire. Fire. Have you ever spent an incredibly long time working on a blog post, a design template for your email newsletter, or on a recording for your next podcast episode? Then you know how much time and care goes into every single piece of content you create. And can you imagine how many pieces of content you've stored on your precious, priceless computer drive? A lot. That's why I cringe at the thought of losing all my work when I know I don't have to take that risk. In a blink of an eye, everything could be wiped away. But it's incredibly easy to back up your data and projects with the help of Backblaze Online Backup. So why not just do it? Backblaze not only offers an easy backup solution that's affordable, it also offers something much, much bigger. Peace of mind. And you and I both know, as entrepreneurs, we can always use a little peace of mind. Ready to get your backup on? Listeners can get a free trial, no credit card required, by going to backblaze.com slash fire. That's backblaze.com slash fire. Scott, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. Bring it on. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Being a lawyer held me back. I stopped being a lawyer after I realized I was getting addicted to playing solitaire instead of billing hours. <laughs> you know? I mean, so I, you know, everyone considered you a lawyer and you follow the beaten path. You just wind up getting beaten. So I, I, I stopped being a lawyer. Follow the beaten path and you just end up getting beaten. Um, Scott, I look up to the stars every night and just think whoever's up there for giving me the power and courage to quit law school after one semester. And it was the toughest thing I had to do. My dad was a lawyer. I had uncles, grandfathers as judges. I mean, disappointment reigned throughout. But man, that was the best decision of my life. And that was now over seven years ago. It's hard to think it's been that long. But man, I mean, I love hearing it from people like you, Scott, that have broken away and that have done stuff and are now doing amazing things in this world. Having Steve Wozniak email you personally about admiring you, Scott Jordan. Scott, what's the best advice you've ever received? About three months into starting my business, right after 9-11, and you know, business dropped off, Barry Moltz, a, a great writer and entrepreneur consultant who I hired to come in and look at, at my business, looked at my books and told me I should self-fund. I don't need the money. It was the best advice I've ever received. Uh, you know, I was, I was concerned, and he looked, and he, I would have gone out and sought a whole bunch of investors, and as a result... All this time, I don't have a single investor. 
everything. We've been cash flowing since day one of our business, and uh, not day one, day six months in after after we received product. So not getting investors and 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 tapping out. Not everyone can do that. But I I had a home equity loan. Before I'm going to ask people for money, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out every credit card, all the home equity loans I could, and for me it was all I needed. So that was the best advice. Scott, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. You got to embrace technology. Use all uh, all the technology that is available to you. For me, in particular, I use Siri on my iPhone, and I dictate messages to myself constantly with reminders so that they're contextual. You know, don't don't forget to tell so and so about something. And your mind can't otherwise work fast enough or remember all the things. And I I'm probably the heaviest Siri user in the entire world. <laughs> Scott, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Two, Mailbox. Uh, it's an app on your iPhone, uh, and it will allow you to uh, take an email and, and have it come back to your inbox at a, at a specified time and Basecamp uh, for project management. Boom. And if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Pocket Man, my book. Pocket Man and Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Scott, are you going to turn this into an audiobook? You know, I think so. We haven't decided for sure, uh, but I think so. But we're making free copies available to all of your listeners at at scottyvest.com forward slash on fire. Um, all they have to do is go on there and request a free book. They can download it to their Kindle uh, or a PDF. So I'm anxious to hear the responses to it. Very cool. I know Fire Nation is going to consume this in Fuego. So that's scottevest.com slash on fire. And Scott, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd go to a coffee shop that had Wi-Fi. I'd buy a triple espresso, sit down, (laughs) write a book, and blog about what just happened to me and start promoting the story. Right, I would is, want to hear that. Yeah. I mean, writing a book is intimidating until you do one, which I've just done. Then you realize it's just discipline. Waking up in a brand new world is a story worth telling and promoting. And then I'd make, make a living from it. Mm. Well, Scott, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you. Then we'll say goodbye. Go to my website, uh, scottyvest.com. You can email me. You go to the contact us page, scott at scottyvest. Facebook, I'm, I'm all over the place. You'll find all different ways to connect with me, including my own cell phone number, which is up there as well. I welcome the connections. Boom. Well, what's that one parting piece of guidance? Be passionate about what you do. Be passionate. 
Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Scott and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Scott in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up. And Scott, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today, and for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Kate and I have generated over $1 million in sales on live webinars, and we show you how. Join us on our free webinar workshop by texting WEBINAR to 38470 and claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.